everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show where we talk about back episodes of Heartland, and we are in season eight, episodes 10, 11, and 12. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Michelle is here. Hey, everyone. And Amy's here. Hey. The original team back together. This is very exciting. Yay. <laughs> How have y'all been? Yeah, good. 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 Good to hear. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about these episodes and let's go for it. And the first one is uh, season A, episode 10, The Heart of the River. And in this episode, we have the summary is with the wild horses in jeopardy of being removed from their home, Amy and Ty hatch a plan to save them from the meat truck and ultimately reconnect with each other. Back at Heartland, Lou and Peter are under investigation from the Child Protection Society. So, Michelle, overall, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I love this episode. Um, obviously, it feels sort of like a, a second part of a two-parter for last week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, the, the Christmas episodes, while it is sort of canon of the show because of the way it is on Netflix, like it's out of order, so it feels very separate. Um, and I love that they've sort of brought these characters back and, you know, made them really part of the show. Um, yeah, I love this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just pretty much everything you would want from Heartland is in this episode. <laughs> Amy, what do you think overall? I love this episode and the one before it are my favorites in like the entire series. And just for some background contact context, like we waited a week in between to watch these two episodes, but last <laughs> week's episode was the mid-season finale so it was a month until the first episode today when it originally aired um as like a two-parter which would have bugged me so much like on Netflix I was able to just watch the next one yeah but I can't imagine waiting an entire month because it these are just two of my favorite favorite episodes of like the whole series and I love I love the characters from the Christmas movie I absolutely love um the girl who runs the bar, who's also one of the main characters in Murdoch Mysteries. I love mm-hmm. her so much. So yeah, I, I love Joanna. this episode. Yeah. Yes, Joanna. Yes. I completely agree with both of you. I think this is like peak Heartland. I think this is a great episode. It has something really meaningful from every single character. And the ending is really well earned and it's just a great episode for Amy and Ty. It's a great episode for Peter and Lou. It's a great episode for Jack. All the characters uh, have really key moments and I don't know, very well done. I I really liked this episode a lot. Even Um, Tim wasn't like irritating at all in this episode. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's definitely very true. Uh, So starts out with uh amy and ty they might be arrested if they don't return the horses and uh they they're obviously struggling with that uh ty says we'll figure this out one step at a time and they try they have sort of this argument about uh whether there's a need for a coal because there's a natural coal with mother nature, the flood, a bad winter. And uh, they try to convince this guy, Matt, to at least let them monitor the horses. 
and see if they can convince him. But the meat truck is coming the next day and uh, Matt is determined to sell the horses to the meat truck. He even, he's, he claims that he, he wants the highest bidder, but he's obviously, there's more than that to his resentment over the horses. And, and one thing I liked about this whole arc is that some of the townspeople agree with Matt. It's not just like a, a flat, he's evil, Amy is perfect, you know, kind of a dichotomy because they, they feel like these, there are some arguments made of why the cooling should occur. And it's not just black as black and white as it could have been, especially for Heartland. Uh, do you agree, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I thought it was interesting that Matt sort of lays it all out, but he sort of gives them um, numbers and things that was sort of pre-floods, pre-sort of a really bad winter. So it sort of calls into question, like, the need for the cull. Um, but it is just one of those things that Heartland is really good at doing in terms of, like, bringing in the reality of, you know, animals and you know, the, the harsh things that sort of happen. You know, Amy sort of works with animals, but in terms of, you know, dealing with the hard stuff, she really struggles with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I, I talk about my dog all the time, but the, the dog that I have now um, that I got from Romania, he, you know, that country really struggles with overpopulation of dogs. Um, you know, stray dogs everywhere, and they do essentially a cull. Um to you know keep the population of the animals down um to keep them away from farmlands and things like that so it is just one of those things that is just one of the sort of really difficult things in the world yeah Uh, amy what do you think about the way that they handled this whole situation well i agree i kind of liked that it wasn't just oh amy's a savior she's going to take care of everything there really was and especially when like they had the meeting in the bar and everything it was really a community that was disagreeing on this and Amy and Ty's efforts to try and assist um I really liked that it wasn't just a Amy's gonna come in save the day type of thing they really had to work for it with the townspeople with Matt everything like that um yeah Mm. so I really like that element and that was a great scene, I thought, when when Amy sees the horse that they'd rescued last time and she's just screaming at it mm-hmm. you know, to go away and to, you know, to not not get caught. And, and that was a very, very good scene. I thought Amber Marshall did a good job there for yeah. that one. Yeah, I actually noticed, I noticed in this episode, I don't know if Amy, you would know, but I noticed that... Um, Amber Marshall's credited as a producer. So, uh, yeah, so mm. sort of interesting. Um, I'm not sure if she started, I'm not sure when it started that she became, because she was a producer and then an executive producer. I'm not sure how that ch- has changed through the series. Mm-hmm. And this is our friend Heather Con- Conkey who wrote this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you haven't listened to our interview with Heather, y'all should, because she's awesome. And I think this is one of her best. Like yeah. honestly, it's one of her best. I agree. I, think. I agree. 
And you have this great scene between Will, Vernon, and Jack. I thought was very well written, very well done. Uh, where you know he said, Will says, "I'm sick of sick of and tired of fighting and losing." And you know Jack tells him that he should go and and be with his daughter and allow her to sell the farm. And he says to he says, "You're telling me to do something you would never do. You're not going to move anywhere." which I thought was a really good moment for the character because it is true that he's not, he, he won't even go on a vacation with Lisa to France. Like he, he mean, he barely went and, uh, and you know, they were still living in different houses and they're there. So, I mean, he is not about to be leaving Heartland anytime soon. So I thought that was a very good scene. Yeah, definitely. I was like, Jack, you're not going to do it. So why, why are you trying to convince him to when you know you wouldn't? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And uh, then you know, and then Jack says, "Go over there. Go over and say a proper goodbye to the horses." That was good. Uh, what do you think about that, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really, really great, and I like that it doesn't win right away. Um, it's fantastic that we get two episodes of this because mm. like Amy says it makes it much more you know deeper that they really have to earn what they get in the end even with um with Will you know he tries and tries and tries and you can see why he's so tired um mm-hmm. at this point he still doesn't win yeah and I was surprised that even when Will goes down and shows the painting to Matt and gives this passionate speech about how his father loved these horses and uh, loved caring for the horses uh, that I I thought that that would be the end of it. Like that felt like a kind of a heartland heartland arc and that that would, would win Matt over. And it doesn't really, it's still surprised me. That, uh, yeah that would have been like a nice like package and bow heartland ending mm-hmm. but um i definitely think that they're trying to show that this character is completely overwhelmed by grief and is blaming something because of that blaming mm-hmm. something else instead of necessarily going through the grieving process yeah and then at the end we see that they they've kind of dealt with everything and all of a sudden they hear the sound of the horses and you see them coming back and it was very effective mm-hmm. very yeah. effective I do um, think that I mean I know this wasn't really mentioned in the episode but it very much makes me think back to what happened you know first episode when Amy's mom passed this could have been Amy Amy yeah. could have been the one you know, blaming the horses for her mother's death, which she did originally in the beginning, but, you know, Spartan helped her get over that. But I definitely think this episode shows a little bit of what could have happened to Amy if she hadn't have had Spartan and started that relationship and everything um, and had like the strong people around her. Um, That's what this episode always reminds me of is like, this is what could have been Amy um, had things been different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and Amy and Ty, throughout all of this, 
their relationship grows quite a bit, which is very, really very effective. And I'm sure the fans must have gone nuts at the time. <laughs> this whole thing. Uh, I love when he's like, Do you want to take a walk? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love how smug Tim is, though. Like, he set this whole thing up. Like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you want to take a walk? I want to take a walk. <laughs> and, uh, and then they, Amy says, this is what I miss the most, us working together. And they, they, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> and they, uh, they kind of bond again with the the horse that they had rescued last time and brings back all the old memories and then when after will shows the painting and matt is still so pig-headed you get this moment where ty's comforting amy and it's very very sweet and when they have this whole conversation and she says i was a nightmare when i came back from tour and Ty says, now I know we share the same dreams and goals. These last few days I've been watching you and you are the same girl. You were the same girl I fell in love with and more. And that was super swoon worthy. (laughs) (laughs) You agree, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sort of reasoning um, of Ty's of like Amy's changed really never sort of rang true for me like yeah she was a bit of a nightmare when she came back but mm-hmm. this idea that she was fundamentally like a different person was so it just didn't track for me um what more makes sense is like amy's grown up um and you're not going to stay the same yeah. um and that really just felt like what had happened um and ty was sort of adjusting to that i mean I, i've never really the breakup um itself i've never really struggled with in these episodes because it's like it just doesn't make sense to me it felt like a way to sort of delay the wedding um Mm -hmm. so it just sort of felt very sort of um you know frustrating but yeah I loved yeah the whole great thing about at the end yeah the whole great thing about marriage is I mean I'm not married but what I think is great about it is that (laughs) is that you are changing together Mm -hmm because mm-hmm. courts people aren't going to stay the same but that's that's what's so great about it is that you have someone there to help you and to love you as you change together <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that's the goal at least I would think and he says you have changed in a great way I discovered I'm okay on my own but I know something else I don't want to do it on my own so unworthy yeah yeah yeah, that was like a great moment of Ty saying that. Like, I think that is a big thing that like, for a lot of people is like trying to be on your own for the first time is really hard. Yeah. Um, especially with Ty, you know, being on his own and then sort of finding this sort of found family and then being on his own again. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that sort of character moment for him and sort of saying like he's really grown up. You know, he's got a career. Um, well, a couple of careers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a great moment for Ty mm-hmm. what do you think Amy I think that that scene specifically it just shows how much growth and especially the past two seasons we have gotten from both of these characters there's just been a tremendous amount of growth and I think I, I really appreciate 
that in this series, unlike, you know, some others where it's like, you know, they're getting married and everything's happy and it's great that they are still learning to be around each other. They're still Mm -hmm. learning and changing and understanding that things are going to change. Things are going to be different. And both of them from Amy going away, I think learned a lot about each other and about themselves. Um, and it, I, I love this scene. I think it's one of the best scenes in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And then he's like, are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, they decide they're getting married in three months and they're going to tell the whole family. So oh. that is quite a little whirlwind for them, but it's, it's very effective. It's great. <laughs> Because I think sometimes when you know, just get married. Like you're ready. <laughs> There's no, I don't know, no point to have a long engagement, or at least you yeah. certainly don't have to. Just, just get married. You're ready. <laughs> hey, and um, sometimes short engagements mean less people you don't want at the wedding coming because they don't have to take That's true. Yeah. Uh, so. The other main plot to this episode is, of course, you have uh, you have the social services uh, counselor there uh, to investigate Lou and Peter, uh, and if Georgie is being treated well. And uh, her name is Abby, and she is an associate of Clint's, uh, and so she's actually trying to impress Clint of doing such a good job here. And, uh, you know, she's asking them all of these questions about uh, Georgie's uh, life. And, you know, she says three hours of work on a farm might be child labor. Uh, She had Mm -hmm. the accident doing the trick writing. Uh, That's seen as abuse, all this kind of thing. I mean, that was definitely extremely stressful (laughs) because, I mean, everybody has things that, aren't perfect in their family and if put under a microscope might not look the best but you're working you're growing uh but then also of course you understand the perspective of social services that that there's a line between normal dysfunction and abuse right and you have to kind of figure out that line and i mean you amy as a teacher you probably sometimes might have to just sort of face these same kind of decisions about what's happening with this child. What do I do? Kind of a thing. How did you feel about this kind of this whole section? Well, of course, uh, well, as a teacher, I am a mandated reporter, so I am required by law to report when I suspect abuse. Um, But um, this episode, I think, did a really good job of showing that sidedness of both parties having to do what they need to do, which, which is best for the child. Um, so, you know, you have the person from social services who has to do her job, has to be extremely thorough, and unfortunately has to ask questions that are very difficult and can very much seem like judgmental or, um, I guess, assume it, assuming, um, but also, you know, we see, which in social services eyes, you don't see the background like we are on this TV show. Um, you know, we see how Lou and Peter treat Georgie and how, you know, Georgie does these things because she likes them. 
uh, so you see both sides in this episode and I, I think it's a really good good descriptor of that um I'm very fortunate that I have not been in a situation where I really had to deal with social services all that much yet mm-hmm. um so I don't really have that much experience on that end um aside from my training and stuff um but I do think you see both sides here um very well and I'm kind of glad they didn't just make it out to be that this Abigail is just like evil um mm-hmm. that she's doing her job type of thing um because we see Clint and you know Clint's like a totally different character from this Abigail girl um so yeah but I, I think they did a good job of it again I don't have a ton of experience with this mm-hmm. though so I could be wrong no, what do you think of this? Because I thought Georgie did, I mean, Alicia did a great job in, she's a very talented little actress. And uh, I thought she did a very good job in these scenes when she's saying, you're supposed to be helping us. You're, you're supposed to be helping me. What are you doing? Uh, what did you feel about this whole, these whole sections? Um, yeah, so I agree with Amy. Um you know, they did a great job at showing both sides. It's one of the reasons that I have, like, huge respect and admiration for people that, you know, adopt or foster because they are, you know, making that conscious choice to put their whole sort of lives under a microscope. Um, at really mm-hmm. any point, you know, any, at any point, you know, someone can drop in and, you know, investigate their life and, and really just go right back. Um, so I thought they did a great job and. I also thought they did a good job of not painting the social worker as the villain. You know, I feel like that's yeah. something that we see in media a lot of like painting the social worker of like this person that's coming in and dragging a, a child away from a family. And that's, you know, you know, if Crystal got away, that, that could definitely have happened here. But I thought they did they, they had a really good balance of, you know, like Amy says, you know, getting both sides across. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I didn't like in the episode is that I think that Crystal with this whole blackmail scheme is a little ridiculous. I can't imagine the, that she could think that she could get away with this. I, it just feels like, I mean, she's not even her real, if, if she was the, an actual birth mother, then maybe I could see it a little bit more but she's an aunt. It's like, she doesn't have inherent parental rights for, to see Georgie. Like what? I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like they would have maybe looked into the person reporting that a little bit more that she is an aunt who has had no direct contact with the child. And I'm also pretty sure that this aunt would have been old enough to take those two children when their parents died and she did not mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that also might have played into their investigation a little bit more um if mm-hmm. this was real life but again I'm this, not entirely sure it she, just it, it seemed that did seem a little bit off but at the same time at this point Georgie's not 100% adopted correct oh, I can't I remember she she I, think they, I think they got the the adoption went through I think Okay, so if she's fully adopted, then it's a little bit different than if she was still foster. Because if she was still foster, when she broke her arm, there would have been an entire investigation. Um, Mm -hmm. But if she's fully adopted at this point, it's a little bit different. 
Yeah, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like I remember it being a moment where uh, she gets fully adopted and then she writes her name on the on the um, on the chimney. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember if that had happened already. Um, but yeah, if she's fully adopted, the investigation would a little bit be a little bit different, but they would still have to investigate a report like that because this was a foster child and a mm-hmm. recent foster child, a recent adoption. They have to look into that because, you know, unfortunately there's some people out there that foster or adopt for the wrong reasons. So, um, they have to be super, super careful. Yeah. Definitely, they would need to look into it. But the whole idea that I deserve compensation to be out of Georgie's life is insane. Like, that's yeah, no, that, she was just she was just looking for money. Like that yeah. wouldn't, yeah, yeah. And uh, so then Georgie yells at Crystal, and uh, um, and then they they sort of they create this whole scheme of uh, how they're going to kind of trap her a little bit and abby overhears her and says that criminal charges may be laid for you and that that's totally legit like what she's doing is is wrong and she she would it's not just it's not okay to um to extort people for money yeah Yeah. and it's i don't know how it is in canada but i do know it is illegal to knowingly falsify a report so yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and then peter and lou make up and so the family at least for the moment <laughs> for one moment is happy which is great yeah and uh yeah so that's the episode i think it's a great episode i'm tempted to give it a 10 i mean aside from crystal it's really the only part that was not the best but for i this for a under an hour of television they packed a lot into this episode and it was very mm-hmm. satisfying yeah i'm gonna say 9.5 so almost perfect for me it was really good what do you think michelle yeah i would say 9.5 and i would say like the whole two-part was probably like a 10 for me mm-hmm. agreed uh what about you amy yeah i totally agree 9.5 and the whole two-parter definitely a 10 love it We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies talk about episode 11 the silent partner and in this one we have amy discovers that peter declined a lucrative job offer that would have moved his work closer to home georgie overwhelmed with responsibility asks her friend to help uh, exercise phoenix ty finds out caleb partnered with jesse stanton 
So overall, Amy, what do you think of this episode? Again, I think this is a really, really strong episode. Um, it's a sad episode for many reasons, I think, in certain 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 parts of it, but a really, really strong, just strong heartland episode. I really liked it. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, strong episode. And you know, sort of watching, you know, this episode and the next episode, I sort of got a feeling, you know, hopefully that this is really going to finally dive into like Lou and Peter's problems and not in a way that's going to like wash them away in like a couple of episodes and you know we'll have the same same argument next season um it felt like we were finally starting to sort of deal with you know the issues in their marriage mm-hmm. yeah I mean sometimes I get a little tired of them just fighting 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 but mm-hmm. at least it did I agree with you I feel like this fight actually kind of progressed them as characters instead of just having the same things over and over and over again yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, so <laughs> what do you think of at the beginning of the episode they're like ty and amy's like flirty selfie session <laughs> it's so cute it's yeah really there cute. Was, yeah there were some good pictures <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was very very cute but funny to me <laughs> and uh, we have lou asking peter to change his job and uh, lou is hoping that if amy works with this guy named tanner gunn that he will want to hire peter and then amy can kind of convince him to hire peter and mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think amy of sort of lou's attempt to sort of manipulate peter well on one hand I understand where she's coming from because it's definitely been a huge strain on the relationship and they've hardly like like you said I feel like oh they'd start talking about it and then it would just you know oh they're fine again of him not working in Calgary or nearby him you know being a plane away that definitely was a strain for her and I can understand why she wanted to meddle like this, but at the same time, not only is she meddling in Peter's career, but also, you know, she's kind of making Amy go out of her way to do something that really is not Amy's place. At least I don't think so. Um, so yeah, but I, I understand where Lou is coming from, but at the same time, not really like I think Ty says later on like you need to let this like you need to let Lou and Peter take care of this because this is Amy's getting too involved now yeah what do you think of that Michelle yeah I agree I sort of cringed the second I started because I was like oh god it's just gonna you know it's just it's just gonna blow up in her face um when Peter finds out um but I did like that you know Amy did it in a way where he obviously knew what was happening, but she did it in a way that was sort of, you know, subtle. She wasn't, you know, distracted by, you know, doing her job, um, even though it wasn't a job that she really wanted to take on. Um, so I thought Amy handled it really well, um, even though she was sort of dragged into the situation. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wish that we got a little bit of an idea of why Peter likes this job so much in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. or in um in vancouver because 
I mean, he's sacrificing a lot. And if we got one little snippet of kind of why this is worth it, you know, whereas what's the difference between this and this job that Tanner is just, I guess Tanner's a jerk. So he doesn't want to work for him. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like a corporate job is a corporate job, you know, like what's the, is it that big of a difference? So why is he holding on to that so strongly to the point of sacrificing his family for it? Uh, it's a little, I wish they kind of maybe gave us some idea a little bit more into his, uh, into his mind with that. And I do feel bad for Lou because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess every marriage is different, but I feel like it's tough to have a marriage that's just on the weekends. Like, I feel like you need to be together more than that. And you know, that works for some people, but in this situation, I, it just is not working. And unfortunately the girls are, you know, they have a weekend dad type of thing. So, Mm. you know, it's not, it's not working for that. Yeah. It really, it felt like in this episode, like not so much in the next episode, but specifically this one that you literally just came home to see the girls. Mm-hmm. Like all his attention is sort of focused on the kids as opposed to, you know, his marriage and Lou and, and you know, it does feel like he is just sort of a, a, a drop-in dad at this point, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Peter, he he says he likes things the way they are. That seems unlikely. Yeah, I mean, they. How could you like having being in a marriage that's not functioning well? I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense that he would say that to me. Also, with you know Lou, I can understand her has hesitancy to like not want to just oh I'm just going to take the girls, uproot them, and moved to Vancouver with Peter because one, she had that really bad situation with Dubai. She was by herself. And two, she has two girls now that have a life are settled in a place. Yeah. I think this is just a Mm -hmm. difficult, difficult situation. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't agree. I think it's in the next episode. I'm not sure where she accuses him of having an affair and stuff like that. Like, that's maybe a, a going a little too far, but it just doesn't and make she's sense. she's reaching at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense that a human would be happy in this situation. You're, you're like all of that, all of that traveling. And just like, even if, even if that was a, even if that was a way that, that was a happy marriage, it, it then some couples probably do have that kind of marriage. That's not what's, that's not what's happening here. Right. So like he's, yeah. is he going to be happy with a miserable wife? Like that just doesn't make sense. And so yeah. he either has to convince her to move to where he wants to, or he has to decide to be with her one or the other. Cause, or the marriage is not going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he mentioned like, oh, you know, I tried that, like tried to find a job in the area. I'm like, did we ever see him try to find a job near them? Or was it, I, 
always just remember it. He was always in Vancouver. Ever since the Dubai thing went down, he was in Vancouver. I feel like there was a a little period when he was uh, like basically being the stay at home dad, which Mm -hmm. I wish they just kept him that. That was like the best. And and then have Lou be the 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 breadwinner of the family. That was like Mm -hmm. the perfect thing for their marriage. I wish they just kept that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying, Michelle? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there was a whole section where he was sort of stay-at-home dad, unemployed and really struggling um, to find work. But yeah, it, it does. I've sort of reached a point with Lou and Peter where I'm not sort of picking sides um, because it is so complicated. I'm just reached a point where I just don't think they're well suited um, mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Like they clearly want different things. I, I think Peter is a city guy um so it's not so much about being in vancouver it's about not being in heartland mm-hmm. um but unfortunately he's got a wife that you know clearly wants to live in heartland and two daughters that are very attached um particularly georgie so it is just mm-hmm. a situation that i think that they are just not meant to be um which is really mm-hmm. sad to me that he wasn't like wanting to be invested in heartland because he said he grew up in a rural area when they originally met so Mm -hmm. yeah and they didn't do a great job of sort of building up to the relationship to begin with and even when they on their wedding day like Lou's kind of like should I get married to this person like and Mm -hmm. so I don't know I feel like from the very beginning it's not been a relationship with all that much chemistry and with all that much uh, like investment from me at least as a viewer and so it yeah. just makes it hard when it just seems like it's a relationship of conflict yeah yeah mm-hmm. I agree I mean mm-hmm. I've been a diehard Louis uh, Scott shipper from day one so yeah. I'm just not invested <laughs> yeah and that yeah. was just dropped for no reason which was very frustrating um but now that I've watched a lot more Canadian television I think honestly the reason he stopped being in the show that much is because he's just gotten gigs on other shows because I've seen him so much now in the past year that I've been binge watching other shows like Mm -hmm. since he got like stopped being on Heartland as much he's had a ton of parts on other shows like a couple episode arcs on other shows so I could see why he's not on the show as much so. Yeah, he was uh, on a um, in a homework movie just this last um, uh, mm-hmm. just this last season. Uh, so yeah, you see him see him around. He was on the Baker Sun uh, this summer. So, uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. I it's just hard when you're not that invested in the relationship to begin with, and then the characters are making frustrating choices. Uh, but. Uh, you all ha- you also have in this episode you have uh, this whole thing with Jack getting on Georgie about cleaning the stall and riding Phoenix, and mm-hmm. it does seem like f- that Georgie does have a lot on her plate for a, lo- yeah. For a yeah. young woman. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I also think that he's kind of holding her to the standard that he held Amy to. Because this is what, when the series started, this is what Amy did every day. She went to school. She took care of the horses. She did all this stuff. And so I think Jack is holding Georgie to that same standard. But they don't have 
I, um, an assistant, I forget what the word, um, you know, like they had Ty and then they had Caleb and they had, they don't have somebody in that spot right now. They don't have a ranch hand right now, which is ranch making hand, that's the word. everyone have more responsibilities than they normally would, which I think is, is Caleb not working there right now? I don't think so. He's doing the whole business yeah. thing. He comes and goes so frequently. It's like, <laughs> is he working there or not now? <laughs> At least he got rid of that terrible hair. <laughs> that's true. That's that's very true. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's probably part of the reason why Georgie's having to do so much work. Uh, but she wants to ride Phoenix, but she just is having a hard time with school and with everything going on. And uh, so she recruits Steven to help her with Phoenix. And then she proceeds to kind of micromanage him as he rides her. Uh, and, uh, and he says, I don't want to do that anymore. Riding a horse is supposed to be fun. And you made it not fun, <laughs> which I think is probably accurate. Yeah, I think she was being very Mallory-like in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also have uh, Caleb giving Ty a check for his part of the business because he wants to run it with Jesse. But the problem is, is that Caleb is also dating Cassandra on the side when Cassandra is supposed to be with Jesse. So all kinds of shenanigans going on. Ty ends up burning the check, uh, which was quite the, uh, quite the moment. Dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that, Michelle, about Ty and Caleb and Cassandra and Jesse and all this drama? Um, I mean, I loved the scene of like Amy and Ty seeing them. It's so funny when they were like ducking out of the way. Um, but yeah, like Cassandra, like, oh my God, like she can pick them. Like <laughs> first the guy yeah. that like, <laughs> Caused all the problems with Ty, Jeremy, yeah, and then you know Jesse and Caleb, who I love, but you know you wouldn't set your friend up. With them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like just like a disaster waiting to happen in terms of you know Caleb. Um, and I do like that Ty is just like he wanted out with the business, but he's not gonna abandon his best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I did think it was so funny that whole scene when they're like, are they making out? Oh, they're not making out. Oh, they're definitely making out. Yes. <laughs> and the look on Ty and Amy's faces when they just see them. It's so funny. I love it. Oh yeah. my gosh. That was but really not only funny. does Cassandra know how to pick them, but also like Caleb first, Jesse's sister, and now Jesse's girlfriend. Like Caleb. Yeah. And basically that Jesse has loaned Caleb a certain amount of money as part of the business. And if, if Jesse calls back that loan, because it's not like an investment, you know, where he's risking, he's loaning, uh, then, then Caleb will have to declare bankruptcy. So it's yeah. a bad situation. So if Jesse gets upset about things going on with Cassandra, it's going to be a mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, you also have Katie uh, here wanting a pink dress, which I thought was was really was it cute. 
it's so cute which i mean pink dress i don't think that'd be that bad i mean amy's bedroom's been pink for most of the series so i don't see why she wouldn't be okay with a pink dress for the wedding yeah yeah yeah. i mean (laughs) it seems like people are kind of picking whatever they you know whatever they want Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's amy's style just like wherever you want (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much like I I think I feel like though at least the way they like decorate Amy's stuff, Amy seems like she enjoys. She's not like a super super pink person, but like seems like she enjoys pink because yeah. a lot of her stuff is pink. So yeah. So Lisa and Jack make up at the end, and then Amy says to Ty, "Let's always tell each other the truth," and. Uh, then oh he also gets the bag of money from caleb and uh, and then they say he like pours it on amy (laughs) they're so weird about their flirting hi amy (laughs) so what are we going to do with all this money and uh and that's how the episode ends so uh, what would you give this episode uh michelle a one to ten um i'd probably give it an eight Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think amy I'll give it an 8.5. Yeah, I will agree with Michelle and give it an 8. All right, last episode is called Broken Heartland. And it's Ty and Amy decide to have a weekend alone in Montana when they find a hitcher. Back at the ranch, Lou confronts Peter about the job offer and why he turned it down. Meanwhile, Georgie volunteers at the vet clinic. So that undersells the... Uh, Jade and Georgie <laughs> plot line, I think. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Amy, what did you think overall of this episode? This is a cute episode. I really like it. There's one thing in particular that kind of bugs me about this episode. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it a little later, but there's a sp- specific thing that bugs me about this episode. Ah, okay, good. Well, what did you think, Michelle? Um, yeah, I like this one. Um, I thought he did a really good job of like bringing Jade back and, and sort of not changing her, but making her much more sort of palatable. And I hate the term sort of likable, but you know, she was, you know, a bit of a wild child when they first introduced her. Um, she's definitely calmed down a lot. Um, and I thought she'd fit in really well with the show this time around. Um, I will say, like, the snake thing like anything that comes with a snake should come with a warning um i can't even like look at them um and i like closed my laptop the second it like showed up so i did not appreciate the snake part of the episode i'm that way with rats or mice (laughs) so gross Uh unless they're animated even ratatouille i'm like oh that's pretty realistic looking that's gross <laughs> I've seen it at uh, Disney World. With they, you know, they have this new Ratatouille section, and like these giant rats all. <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah, but isn't that what Mickey is like? <laughs> I know, but it's like it's not realistic. Or is this like Ratatouille? It looks pretty like realistic as like a real rat, that's as opposed true. to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's true, my yeah. my issues. But I work through it. I still like Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> I, anyway. I'd rather have a, pa- a pet rat than a pet snake. 
Ooh, oh my god but that's just yeah, me same, neither same. one I don't want either <laughs> one <laughs> the only problem with that would be is my cats would probably try to eat said rat yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. anyway then uh so in this uh, that yeah, there's this whole plot line where Jade and Georgie end up working at the clinic, and I thought that was all really funny. I enjoyed that mm-hmm. whole plot. Uh, they of course lose the snake; they're supposed to be taken care of, and uh, they <laughs> they're trying to find it. And then there's a lump in the snake, and they think they ate the chihuahua, which that would be a very large lump. Yeah, I know it's a small chihuahua, but still, I don't know. I just thought all of that was really funny. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and you also have they're they're having a Sadie Hawkins dance, and so uh, Georgie is considering asking Stephen, but she's scared. So Jade uh, is trying to kind of encourage her, and I liked when she's like. Uh, she's like there's no way that skinny pre- prepudescent boy will say no to you <laughs> was good, I thought and uh, I don't know what do you think of that Michelle D- aside from the snakes did you think that was funny aside or was snakes, it too much <laughs> almost it was too much um I think they have like such good chemistry those actors yeah. um and it's one of the things that I've always sort of you're not criticised, but it's one of the sort of unfortunate things about Heartland is like they haven't really given Amy like a consistent friend. Um, That's true. And I, I would really love them to, obviously I know that Jade sticks around for a long time, but the idea of Georgie having like a good friend is something that was really missing. Like, you know, Amy had Mallory, but there was sort of a big age difference and she was kind of like a mentor. Um, but yeah, I really like where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. It was cute. And then when she finally does ask him, it was cute. Stephen was cute. I liked the whole thing. It's good. Uh, so we also find out that Ty doesn't want to invite his mother to their wedding because she sounded drunk. And mm-hmm. so she's relapsed, evidently. And he always has a rough relationship with Wade as it is. So... I feel like you have to invite your parents to the wedding. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I can't imagine not inviting. And I guess there's some people that are so estranged to the point of no contact, to the point that they wouldn't invite their parents to the wedding. But um, what about your parents to the wedding? <laughs> I don't know. What do you yeah, think, Amy? I mean- they have regular right now they have regular contact with each other so I think it's weird that they're not that he he wouldn't invite her because they are talking kind of on a regular basis if it was like oh I haven't spoken to my mom in two years like I don't think it'd be that weird not inviting her but since they talk eh, that's kind of that's weird Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I feel like you could even have a conversation with her and say you know this is what we expect if you want to come this is what you have to do you know you'd have to have that tough conversation rather than not inviting her at all yeah yeah Uh, definitely yeah so amy and ty go on a trip they're gonna go to montana on the way they stop and they go trail riding and that was beautiful 
It looked gorgeous. Oh yeah. yeah. So. It was very pretty. And then they get back and their truck is gone. <laughs> and oh my God, like left the keys and the, oh my, like the phones, like everything. Yeah. I mean, because you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I think you, that I can understand why they probably felt pretty comfortable, but yeah, they, the thing that I didn't really buy is the fact that they would, and when they found the hitchhiker who had stolen their car, they immediately like welcome her basically and they forgive her and everything. And I feel like, especially the fact that it was Tim's car. I feel like that mm-hmm. would be very realistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 they should have at least brought the keys with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I don't know. I guess they have, they're more forgiving than I would be, but I would be really mad. And they're just like, okay, we'll give you a ride. <laughs> uh, so, yes. And then and Ty's like, I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> Your dad's going to yeah. kill me. <laughs> yeah, his reaction was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then Lou and Peter, they are fighting this whole episode. Uh, we kind of talked about some of the fight last episode that's also in this episode. Uh, you know, he says, I worked hard for the job in Vancouver. Why can't you move there? Why am I the only one that's asked to change? I think that... I feel a little bit like Peter, you knew what you signed up for when you married this woman. You know, you knew that she was, I mean, we talked about how a couple needs to grow and change together, but then Mm -hmm. there's also a factor of like, you can't kind of expect people to change or like you kind of have to know what you're signing up for when you marry someone. Right. And Mm -hmm. he knew that she loved Heartland and that she grew up here. And that, I mean, that it was going to be asking a lot to take her out of the ranch. And, and whereas with him, it's not the same, like he's not as tied to a place or as, you know, like her marrying him, there wasn't that kind of expectations. So I feel a little bit like there's this whole story in uh, that was the, there's this whole parable of this Indian who, who picks up uh, this snake at the bottom of the, of the hill, takes the snake up to the top of the hill. Then the snake bites him. He says, why did you bite me? I took you up to the hill. And he says, you knew what I was when you picked me up. <laughs> And that's how I feel sometimes like you knew what she was when you started this whole thing and you went and now you're expecting her to change and she's not going to, she's not going to change that fundamentally of who she is. That's not going to happen. So I don't know. It was, it was frustrating because these characters are fighting, but it was, I don't know. It was an interesting kind of situation, I guess, for, for them finally getting all this out. Uh, what do you think, Michelle, about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you could, you know, argue all day about who's right and who's wrong. And, you know, there's so many, you know, Peter, he did know. And, and I do sort of sympathise with him in the fact that, you know, he has, you know, built this life in Vancouver that, 
you know, he's very work oriented, so it makes sense that he's very attached to that. But he also like was going to build a house on Heartland, um, on the land there. Mm-hmm. So on some sort of, you know, he would have known that, you know, Lou wanted to build a life there. Um, and Lou came back from Dubai. So he knew that she was very attached to Heartland and that side as well. Um, and I know that he wasn't probably, you know, buying the um, the house that, that Lou bought. But again, it is just another thing of like, Lou, wanted, well, Lou wants roots here. Lou, well, Lou mm-hmm. has roots there and wants to keep them. Um, and I think it is just a case of they've never actually discussed where they want to live and where they want to, you know, build their life together. It's just all been assumed on both parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then Katie draws this picture of her dad with an airplane. And Luke says, he says, there's something keeping you from me and your family. And so she basically like accuses him of having an affair, um, which was harsh. But I thought that he did make a good point when he says like, you make tons of decisions by yourself like even purchasing the home of that house by yourself without consulting uh consulting him and purchasing maggie's without consulting him things like that and Mm -hmm. that's a good point but then again he's not there which he's supposed to do so like you know his wife just keeps stopping and starting all of the time and he can't expect Lou to do that the same when she's got two kids and you know, multiple businesses to run. It just, yeah, it just comes down to the fact that I just don't think they're they're well matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Peter uh, says, aside from Georgie and Katie, what's keeping us together? Oh my God. Yeah, that was a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they say <sighs> goodbye. And, uh, and then you have this whole thing with, like I said, the thief she is like a big fan of Lindy, uh, Jack's uh, wife, uh, her music so and everything. What's that? This was so random. Like, yeah, after the after the episode, I was like googling, "Is this like because they do 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 us on Heartland of like having like a real life person like play themselves?" I was like, "Is this like a country singer from like?" like Canada that I've never heard of was it like oh yeah like it was so random it's like was this whole thing just to get Ty to invite his mum to his wedding yeah so so that's the thing that bugged like okay the thing that bugs me about this episode is they set this girl up so much Mm-hmm. And this may be a spoiler alert, but I feel like they set her up a lot in this episode. You get to know a lot about her and it, her, this entire, just her being there is only to help Ty, like invite his mom to his, the wedding. We never see this girl again, ever. Yeah, I googled, and- I was like, I need to know if she comes back because this is driving me crazy because she's not famous. Like, right. <laughs> And that's what bugs me so much is I'm like you they did a lot to set this up this girl up I feel like more than 
just like using Georgia her as a way to like further Ty's story and mm-hmm. you never see her again like she's gone she goes to her mom and she's perfectly fine and Amy and Ty never see her again so um well, yeah and I don't think you'd get that much panhandling on some like random road stop like that <laughs> like mm-hmm. you do all that well but uh, and uh, then you also have Amy coming back they don't go on the trip because Jack tells her that she needs to come home and help Lou and uh, she's talking to to Lou and I thought it was a very sweet moment when she says Mm -hmm. I have lots of other clinics I only have one sister because you don't see that that many like bonding moments between Amy and Lou like usually it's sort of more of a group situation mm-hmm. kind of a thing but this was just the two of them thought it was a really nice moment for the characters yeah mm-hmm. I I love their sister moments and I wish we got I mean we get more of it in future seasons as well but I just wish we mm-hmm. had more just the two of them being sisters um just ha- you know hanging out talking about their life things like that um like sisters would but yeah so then Lou decides she's going to go to Vancouver and they're going to have uh, talk about with Peter. And uh, so I guess we'll see what's going to happen with that. Uh, but I guess that couldn't hurt <laughs> to, have it, to knock it out and to show Peter that she is, you know, invested in their relationship and trying to make it work. Uh, so very good. Uh, Michelle, what would you give this episode 1 to 10? Um, like a 7, 7.5. Um, I like the episode. It, just that whole storyline was so random that it knocked it down a little bit for me. And you lose a point for the snakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah 7 then. 7. seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a 7 as well. <laughs> I agree. I'll go with seven. So three pretty strong episodes, I would say, uh, for this season. And uh, we'll be excited to talk about the next season next week. Uh, So Amy, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter at It's Amy Craig. Great. And Michelle? Um, On Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check all of that out and make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us out a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We so appreciate all of the great comments that we get over on YouTube. So thank you very much. And then we also have our patron group, which is only $2 a month to join. And it really helps us out a lot. Please take a look at that. And we have our merch store, which has some Heartland inspired merch. So take a look at that. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk next week and bye everyone. Bye.